0: In this episode, I'm talking with Todd Edwards. He's the founder and owner of Ole Latte, a coffee cart business in the Portland area. I had the pleasure of trying out his coffee one morning when I really needed it, and you'll hear more about that. But what I loved about Todd when I met him was his passion for really bringing back the essence of community and conversation and interaction between people. So here we are, let's talk with Todd. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Shane. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: So this is a fun story to tell. So little do people know, but um, last fall or last month, when was it? End of September. I ventured yeah. out to the West Coast to um, just solo vacation and try to meet people and do some live podcast recordings. And what I did along the way was meet some really cool people. And you are one of them.
1: I, you know, I do remember our meeting and it was absolutely fantastic (laughs) and it was such a wonderful um, introduction about how you, you know, came up to me because you had heard me speak a little bit about the company and uh, felt that I had a a fascinating story for everyone.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was, uh, I had been out really late the night before in downtown Portland, having some big Portland fun, seeing some music and um, checking out the whiskey, the whiskey library, the Multinoma Do I get that yeah. right? Multnomah? Multnomah. You did. Whiskey you got library? it. Mul- oh,
2: yeah we, uh-huh. yeah, we
0: even got in there. It was super fun. And um, and the next day I needed coffee. And so um, I was walking around the food court or the food cart pod, which was outside of my hotel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I understand now that it's the largest food cart pod in the United States, which is pretty cool. And I'm walking along, yeah. and it was kind of early. It was before lunchtime. It was a little ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hear your voice, and I hear you talking to someone. I'm like, okay, back up the train here. I need to go back and hear <laughs> this guy. And then we ended up having such a great conversation because it, it was like right between the time of where everybody was getting coffee and people were coming for lunch. Yep. So we had like a great conversation. Um, and what I loved uh, when I met you, first of all, as you started telling me about your philosophy for your company. So your company is called Olé Latte.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. So Olé Latte, uh, Olé is to mean something beautiful and magnificent. Um, As a soccer player might do, another soccer player is an Olé, or a matador does to a bull, it's an Olé.
0: Oh, I didn't know what that's that's what that meant. I thought it meant come get me. Yeah. I'm holding up the red thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. that's how the matador's actually enticing the bull.
0: Right. Okay, I got that wrong. Okay. So then um and then you you have a you have a food cart or a coffee cart there and you have a couple yeah. more, is that right?
1: Yeah, we've got one downtown um in Portland and right on the outskirts at, at Portland State University. We also have uh, another coffee cart, but and then right next to it is a bagel cart. So we, we have actually three food carts in Portland. Two of them are strictly coffee, and obviously one is food. So.
0: Okay. And the other thing that I was really amazed by was uh, you told me that this this is what stuck with me. You said
1: yeah.
0: one cup at one window, one cup of coffee and one conversation at a time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about that's that. Such a huge. Yeah, that's a huge philosophy of who we are. Um, you know, I I just had this vision of like, what is the most important thing when people go out to eat or drink? And most people just talk about the hospitality of things. And how can you maximize the hospitality with taking care of someone? Mm -hmm. And if you just have that tight funnel point of being able to have a conversation, one drink, one person, one window, and, and that's just where it's at, where you're going to pick up your drink. Uh, you're going to order your drink. You're going to have the conversation with the person in that window and uh, have many coffee dates. So we really <laughs> want to make sure that we have a, a passion to the people that are supporting us and just be, Hey, we're going to have a mini coffee date right now. Is that okay? You know, and, and yeah. so people just love that. They love it.
0: They do. And it was actually uh, between people. I would watch as people came up and I had to step aside and let you do your thing. It was really was really fun to watch. I mean, that's really what was happening. You know, that's one of the things I always think I never want us to lose that as a people. You know what I mean? That connection Mm -hmm. when we're having a transaction that it's more than just give me money and give me your thing. You know, it's like we're having a relationship and I love that you really make that a priority. In fact, um, the other thing that you showed me when I was there was your suspended coffee situation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Um, we, you know, the, the suspended coffee was a way that I really wanted to give back to the community and I didn't know how to do it. So I was sitting there kicking it with my barista, you know, we were sitting in the car and shooting it back and forth. And he tells me about this idea that started over in Naples, Italy, over a hundred years ago. Hmm. He says it's a pretty good size over in Europe. Um, hasn't really made its way over here in the United States. And I thought about it and I was like, well, what is it? You know, he says it's called suspended coffees. And he explained the way it works, and I said, "Well, it's a pay forward system," and I thought that's kind of cute. Usually, I'm thinking of the thing that if mm-hmm. you pay for the person behind you, right? But they're they already have money; they could afford their own drinks. I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to you know hate for the one person at the end of the line that has, you know, their starving student, and then ten people behind them is like a family of you know ten, right. and they're all going to be ordering drinks. So right. I would hate to have to be in that situation. Um, the suspended coffees that we do, it's a little bit different. It's an anonymous, mm-hmm. um, I, the way I did is I, I put together a chalkboard and I just put on their suspended coffees and then I put a little, I said, well, we got to have a little description about what it is. And I said, well, one thing per person per day at the bottom for like the rules. And then, and I just let it go. And people asked about it, and I said, I, "Oh, I'll give you a 10% discount on your entire order, whatever it is, um, if you put something on the suspended coffee board." So oftentimes, if you threw an eight-ounce drip coffee, your entire order was probably going to be less than if you know if you would have just paid full price for it. So it was in plus with the eight-ounce drip coffee. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: you you help somebody out, you got yourself a little discount, and we all feel really good about taking care of our community of people.
0: It's a great thing. And I actually witnessed somebody coming up and using one of them and, you know, just like, I mean, that was probably one of the things for me being in Portland. I'm not, I don't really live in a city. I live out in a small town and um, just seeing the number of homeless people there. And I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was, uh, you know, I really felt like the community was helping them, but still, it's just, you know, I feel sad. I wish that they had homes. I would like them to have homes and places to oh, live. Of course. But to see you, you know, giving back to them and to see them, you know, coming up without any humiliate humility, you know what I mean? It was like, right. Just like we talked about before we got on the call, like every single person is equal in the world, every single right. person. And you're doing your part to make them feel that way. And it's anonymous. It's just mm-hmm. happening. It's like, they need a coffee. Here it is. There's no you know, like, oh, uh, no, no bad feelings. There's no feelings.
1: recourse. Right, right. Yeah, there's no recourse. There's no beliefs. There's no opinion about you. And and guess right. what? A lot, I have a lot of people that, that do come up, are homeless, but I've also had the college student right. that's walked up and they were just in between there and they're like, hey, can I get a muffin? And I says, yeah, of course, absolutely. I had another woman completely well able to do paying for her drink and she forgot her wallet up in another city. Like she was like, Can I get a cup of coffee? And I was like, Absolutely. You know, I mean you don't you don't have to you just you don't have to ask. You just as long as something's available on the board, you walk up, tell me that you want that item, no problem. No questions asked. You don't have to give me a resume.
3: Right. You know, I wish our local I wish
0: our local (laughs) quick trip gas station had suspended coffees because literally and it's like a town (laughs) over from me. I went to the gym. I go to the I always go get coffee afterwards and I walk in, I'm like, oh, I do not have my purse and I have no money in my car because I just cleaned my car out. Zero. Yes. I had enough <laughs> to get what my son needed and I'm just standing there going, where's the suspended coffee now? You know? <laughs> I know. So those know things happen, you know?
1: They do. Yeah. And yeah. wouldn't it be great to sit there and be in a position where yeah. it was maybe less, um, you had less likely of being embarrassed right. by your circumstances I mean even people that are in a in a in a situation where they have a card from the state you know they're right. they most people are just if they're there sometimes they're embarrassed they used to have the stamps literally right. the oh, food yeah, card stamps right, they've right. gotten better so now they have usually credit cards oh, okay. which are more you know Less conspicuous, less conspicuous. But you know, of course, when we broke out the food cart stamps back in the day, people looked at you like, "Oh boy." Yeah, no judgment. No judgment. Yeah, I know, but there's no judgment. And wouldn't it be nice to have to not have to worry about anybody having, you know, that that possibility of judgment? Either way, Mm -hmm. everybody just suspended something.
0: It would be so great. You should start that. You should start that movie Every food cart (laughs) should have a suspended board. I would I'm do working it. on it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm thinking it's a great thing. I've I've already done it with her suspended bagel cart nice. uh, with with the bagels that we do and sandwiches. We also offer the the suspended bagel, so people put suspended bagels for food and sandwich so is a cool thing. You know, now somebody can get a, a great sandwich too. You yeah. know, it's it's pretty great to do this
0: because I think people would like if if it were me, if I worked downtown Portland and I was going to that food cart, pretty much. Well, first of all, I want to come back for like. Like three weeks, maybe a month, so I can hit every food cart. You know what I mean? Like oh make my it gosh. a make it a thing where like, okay, but between now and the end of when I leave, I'm gonna go to every single food cart because there were so many to choose from. It was impossible. It's, it
1: was it's impossible. over four hundred food carts that, oh are, my that are operating and that are operating around the Portland area around, <sighs> in Portland. So yeah, you've got some nice no, choices all around. I need more just than have a month. Some time to get it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I need more than too. a month not to mention I discovered Thai food while I was there so I was like at hitting Thai restaurants like crazy I mean I think I had oh eight times while I was in the on the west coast so there's
1: so many and they're oh so gosh. different and, and they're, they're so, so
0: different I mean I went to yep. one it was so hot you could barely um, stand it like on the mild yep. setting and then I went to another one that medium barely touched it so it was really I thought I could get myself into a lot of trouble in this in these places you know
3: exactly <laughs> so
0: what I wonder that we never got into when I started are you because we couldn't talk all day um what like how did you end up doing this how did you go like what brought you to doing this particular thing?
1: yes um, I wanted to, I've been working in the restaurant industry for over 19 years, and I kind of have a tough time staying in that because it kind of ages me, dates me a little bit. And I'm just <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> I'm not 19 years, I know. come on. Well, um, usually people start
0: in <laughs> restaurants at 12, so you're fine. You're
1: totally fine. Oh, okay, good, perfect. <laughs> yes, yeah, <So>, you're good. <laughs> but I was, I've been working for a lot of corporations, and I really... I was able to adapt a lot of, you know, fund policies and procedures and things into a small business plan for myself. Um, and and I just was really wanting to work, you know, for me um, and my family. I wanted to get it to a point where, you know, I didn't have to be sustained. I didn't have to be sufficient on, you know, in putting my time and energy and effort and in helping other people's um, uh, business just grow. I would like to try and make my own. Mm-hmm. um, and, and grow my own culture and, and have my own plan of business so where I can influence and hopefully, you know, inspire others to do the same. Um, cause so I kind of figured like, if I could do it, anybody could do it. Really?
0: <laughs> I know that <laughs> so, feeling podcasters, I know. <laughs> um,
1: but I mean, I love that. Just, you know, shoot for the shoot for the moon. Um, right. I, but the, sometimes the moon, you take some steps, you can't mm-hmm. just go, you know, and just, believe that you're going to be on the moon tomorrow,
0: right? You have to build the um, rocket, you know,
1: you got to build the rocket. Right. You got to build it right. Otherwise it's just never going to launch right or right. never be stable. Um, and that's a, that's a unique, interesting metaphor right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, we started, we said, let's try small, like not doing a brick and mortar because brick and mortars are risky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Usually a five-year lease at minimum for when you come in and oh, then wow. you have, Um, and then if nobody knows you, you can't just up and you can't uproot your brick and mortar and and take it to another location because you don't like the location right? Right. or it didn't work out for you. So I thought, well, let me get some brand recognition. Some people that get to know me, um, let me try it as a food cart. It's small. It doesn't cost as much as brick and Mm -hmm. mortar to go into, to build it out, to start making a name for yourself. You could do it in baby steps. Right. And I mean, most people probably understand, but you know, I, I call it, um, you know, as a new unique term for myself that I just recently learned about a year or two ago, it's called bootstrapping, you know? I mean, I really didn't know other than I was just kind of, you know, bootstrapping means that you kind of like, you don't have much to work with. You just kind of really, you kind of get by with the minimal, you're a minimalist, um, But you grow from there organically. If you do it well, and if you have all your heart in it, then it started working. And I had a food cart that wasn't really great in the area where it was. Where did you start it? it.
0: Where did you start it? Yeah,
1: it was northeast in a suburb of Portland. Okay. And it was really amazing. I had the people there. They were just fantastic. Unfortunately, a lot of times with the weather, Mm -hmm. um, nine months of the year typically, it's like raining and dreary and it's not very good for business for food carts. Okay. And that usually will end up having a lot of them shut down. Okay. And then their business will kick back up in the summer months or where it's nicer weather. Um, and it was just the demise of me there at that location. And ultimately it wasn't that, you know, the people weren't amazing or, you know, we just had a tough time with, you know, other things, logistics. It was literally just because it's just, That's the recourse of the weather. Nobody wants to wait outside in the cold and the rain or walk from their car to, you know, and that's understandable.
0: And we should just mention that today is not a typical Portland day because you are where sitting right now doing this recording?
1: (laughs) I'm loving this. It (laughs) It is more than 60 degrees here in Portland. It is November 4th or it is, it is in November, and we are having such a good time. I'm at the river. I am <laughs> nice. at the river, and it's going to have a sunset here in the next hour, and it's oh. just gorgeous outside. I'm watching people fishing on the river. I'm watching the geese and the looms and the different ducks up and down the river, and just a perfect day, absolutely so I, perfect day. I'm
0: not going. I'm going to try not to, you know— make the good weather of portland about me but you know i'm talking to you now while you're there and it's beautiful when i was there the week it was sunny every day like every single day <laughs> no.
1: so but then in october we had the wettest record yeah yeah so but the, i was but, gone but then i was gone, the gone red, then the so if you guys records, yeah
0: if you guys want to change your weather you pretty much have to like you know lure me out there permanently and it'll you know change things up for you
1: it's one of our tricks that we have here for when people come to visit.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that's good. T- I liked it. It was a good trick. All right. Yeah. So, so then you had your food cart and it wasn't working out and where did did you move it somewhere else then? Was that the next step?
1: So, I had a chance to I put it on the list to be a food cart for downtown. Okay. And in order to be downtown, it's kind of like striking or lightning striking. It's very Uh, rare that the opportunity is there because usually people, they literally have to have vacancies in parking spots. And for any kind of a major city, there's usually no vacancies for parking spots. That's, that's just not a normal thing. Mm -hmm. But it so happened that this early time of the season for food carts, um, there was enough that weren't downtown that, literally there was a couple open spots Mm. that came available serendipity oh it was and we (laughs) had to go in in the worst of time it was january 2nd 2013 i opened my doors downtown portland uh flipping on the lights and saying we're here for business and immediately doubled my sales and it was just like because We were a new thing Mm -hmm. and it was really fun and exciting for people because there was used to be a food cart that was downtown Portland. Mm -hmm. They were coffee. They'd moved into a brick and mortar and there Mm -hmm. hadn't been any other coffee food cart downtown Portland in the last three, two and a half, three years. There was a vacancy.
0: Kind of the perfect storm. Starting it in the wind, starting in January when people want coffee, especially. Yeah. I mean, we want it all year round. Don't get me wrong. I want it every sure. single day. But I <laughs> especially want it on the cold mornings when you're trying right. to get going to work. And there's an opening and there's no other cart. Kind of the perfect storm. Pretty cool.
1: It was. It was. And so we were very fortunate. We came down and we've been there since. And we've run the company two more food carts. Mm. And for your viewers, uh, just letting you all know, is that you will be, for the very first time in 2017, officially known that we will have our first brick and mortar in southeast Portland.
0: Nice. So
1: we have made that jump, and we're Uh. not going to give up our food carts, though.
0: Oh, good, good. That's so exciting. And, And actually, I remember you telling me about that a little bit. It's kind of unique what you're creating in the in the brick and mortar.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to maintain the integrity with the same uh, mindset with the food cart. Um, the, the service counter is not going to be allowed for you to get the drink at the very other end where the barista might be that might be focused with their next drinks. Um, you'll have the exact same service. So from the person that you ordered your drink, you're going to get your uh, drink right there from them. So we will equally have that mini coffee date. And the space is going to be so small that we're all going to be kind of forced to uh, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing that I also love that we're going to do, it's unique and different. And a lot of people might go, oh, no, we're not going to offer Wi-Fi. Um, we're not going to offer because we want everybody to just come and enjoy company. Everybody working together and just being in in, in having a conversation with anybody. No one has to feel as though, I mean, of course you could be on your laptop if you choose or if you want to be on your phone, but it'll be a place that you can literally come and just have a good conversation with anybody that might be in there.
0: I really like that. And I think if you promote it that way and people get the, start to feel the vibe of that, it'll just happen. People will start coming there for that purpose. Like, um, when I was, I was in Northern California, went to a little coffee shop in Bodega Bay Seven in the morning looked like a ghost town at that point. Walked in, it was like I walked into a party. I mean, like everybody was having this conversation. It was super small, just like you're saying, and there were like six or eight really, really interesting guys that live in the area having conversations. I sat down and like I can't leave here. I have a podcast. I'm going to have to listen in on these stories, and. Man, that hour and a half hanging out with them was just like golden, just golden hearing all those stories and and just enjoying people's lives, you know?
1: See, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I'm actually going to go back full circle from the time when I wanted to open up my own space. And it was originally going to be a wine shop with a coffee shop in the morning. Oh this wow. is coming completely full circle and now I'm <laughs> going to be opening up my coffee shop and I'll be serving wine in the evening.
0: <gasps> nice. Nice.
1: And of See, course we'll be doing suspended coffees too. Right.
3: Will you do suspended, suspended. wine? <laughs> <I'm>,
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm wondering <laughs> how that's gonna work out. I'm really in question. I
0: know, because I was gonna say you'd have a lot of college students there. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There'll be a line out there. Boy, yeah. that could be something though. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny.
0: Now, you know what I never asked you that I just thought of? Did you do you roast your own coffee? Like how, what's the yeah, story we roast, there? Tell
1: me about that. We roast our own coffee. Uh, so I have some coffee importers that I work with to go and source out some local, uh, some direct farms so it's not just a region it's not just a country it's Mm -hmm. an actual specific farm that we get our coffee beans from so they're super small micro lots they don't have a lot of coffee beans that come off the off the property but what we can we we secure as much as much as we can and and we just you know course hold it for the next couple months or two or three months Mm -hmm. while we work through it but it's always fresh uh, crop coffee so meaning within the last three to six months it's been sourced um and in in uh process so the huskings and all of the the different things that, that you know and before they go to bag and then they go to ship so three to six months and that makes it as it a, as a, considers a fresh crop coffee um and it changes all year long mm-hmm. so we'll always have something a little bit different depending on what the time of year is because mm-hmm. costa rican coffee is not harvested the same time as ethiopian or african coffee mm-hmm. so um, you know, it's always fun to be able to have these different variations of coffee throughout the year that people can get really excited about. Um, but it, it just offers a nice variety. So,
0: right. Yeah. Actually, I'm really curious about that because so when I was just, someone was just talking to me about Starbucks the other day and mm-hmm. how their the way that they do their water is one of the things that makes it consistent for them across wherever the world. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: but like, I kind of like the idea that there's not the consistency. Do you, what do you, what do you like, do you know anything like are the two camps of that? Of like, I always wanted to taste the same and I like the fact that it's different. Do you, do you right. like, is that something that coffee makers talk about? Like coffee roasters? I,
1: I think that was one of the things that a lot of people, a lot of people don't like change. You know, uh-huh. a lot of people are just kind of like, they like the, they like way they like the way they like it and they like it just like that. So a lot of times people are ordering, you know, they've got, coffee out of the can, you know, that right, they're super right. excited about. And, you know, it kind of brings on memories from back when you were mm-hmm. a child or whatever it might be. But most typically people just are not acceptable to change right. as, you know, as, as anything else. So the, kind of like, boy, I really wish I had that Guatemala, but get excited. The Kenya is going to be amazing. It's going
3: right. to be different, but it's
1: going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, with the way that we do it, I, I agree with you. I I really like a little bit of change. I like some different variations of coffee, um, so that you can kind of, you know, and, but also, um, it improves your palate. It really does. Mm. It improves your palate for thinking about the way things are tasting to you Mm -hmm. and appreciating them rather than just like, Oh, that's the norm. That's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. I kind of like the surprise of it. You know, I, I'm not, uh, I like the surprise. Sometimes you're let down. I mean, that happens. Sure. Like the, like the sandwich that I had the other day with some not so good gluten free bread. Let's just be honest; it wasn't so good. But you know <laughs> what? You never know. It could be. It could have been like the best ever. So it's, that I is like true. I like the change and the chant, like the surprise of it. So, so with your wine, then are you going to be doing like local or what? What's your plan for that part of the business?
1: So originally, uh, the wine shop was going to be sourced of only local wine. Um, that, you know, it's small batched wine, stuff that you can't buy in a grocery store, um, stuff that you can only get from usually the winery and they'll say, Oh, we only made two or 300 cases of this. Mm-hmm. That's all we can get out of it. Cause it was just a small lot. Uh, but we really, really mm-hmm. liked it this year. We wanted to put it together and it's just small individual packages for, you know, or small mm-hmm. bottles of wine. That's it. That's all you can do. That's the same concept I'm going to do with this uh, with this coffee shop as well as wine shop. Okay. Is that we're going to source local wine. As a matter of fact, the uniqueness that I'm attached to a winery. Mm. You, are, like, my, you mean, you uh, mean that you love really,
0: them or that they're...
1: No, I, okay. no, I'm literally attached. My brick and mortar is attached oh. to a winery. Oh,
0: literally
3: attached. <laughs> Got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they're right next door. So I'll open the door to the warehouse and there they are. They're... You know, they're doing the wine and I'm just, I'm laughing. I'll go in there and I'll help out, you know, from time to time. Uh Like, Oh, what are we doing today? Oh, we're going to crush the grapes. Fantastic. We're going to press it right now. So I've, I've gotten to really know and understand the process of how to make wine, um, which is absolutely amazing and Mm -hmm. fantastic. So we'll be featuring a lot of their wine, um, of course, and then we'll be doing some wine classes and we'll introduce and highlight some different um, uh, winemakers in the area um, of the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Um, it, it'll keep it in a small, intimate way. Like right. I said, I, it, you know, this space that we're going into, it's only going to be it's 204 square feet for all the seating. And oh, wow. it's only another, and and the amount of space for the baristas to work behind their bar
0: uh-huh.
1: is the amount of what they work in right now is the food cart. Oh. So it's only 96 yeah. square feet.
0: <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's, that's, well, you know what, it works, right?
1: It's going to be, it's going to be exactly, I think, what I want with right. with my shop as, a, as the first time going into a brick and mortar. Uh, I think it's perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, maximizing uh, square footage for, you know, with, with what we need to accommodate with the public. I think it's going to be fantastic. Do yeah. you,
0: will you will it have the same name?
1: Yeah, it'll still have the same name. Um, it's going to have actually a very similar look or a familiar mm-hmm. look on the outside of the building. Okay. But on the inside, it'll have um, a unique Victorian feel. Uh, Just very fancy and very fun and whimsical and Hmm. and very intimate. Um, But it'll be a really great space for people that can still feel comfortable because it'll feel like maybe, I don't know, if your grandparents had Victorian furniture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not many people have Victorian furniture, but whenever I think anybody ever goes to a place that has Victorian furniture, they're always like, Oh, I'm like an Alice in Wonderland. I feel so quaint and cozy here. And it's just always fun and whimsical to see the curvatures of the arms of the chairs Mm -hmm. and the upholstery and, you know, the the flamboyant chandeliers and the carpets and stuff. It's so
0: incongruent with. Yes. And it's actually like (laughs) that. It makes us think differently automatically because it's visually incongruent, which is kind of cool. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And then, of course, the other unique thing about it, uh, you can find us on. On um, social media, of course. But but one of the things I love is I just recently um, had put out a photo and it's showing that people that this is my new office. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has uh, windows in a separate room that I've had built out in that room, which is not very big as it is anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'll have my office there. We'll have our barista work there. We'll have you know, our, our, our total cafe will have some coffee and, and some pastries and bagels there. So it's just uh, it's going to add another unique visual mm-hmm. to where – and it has windows in that office. So you nice. can actually look out in the cafe and they can look out in, you know, inside oh, the office and be nice. like – Yeah, it'll be very interesting. So it'll be kind of another added element of like, (laughs) what's going on in there? Yeah, what people doing? Right. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to see it.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. We're we're really going to have a good time with this. And you know, I said, what the heck? Why not? Right. You know, we're we're already doing food carts, and it's unique enough. Why not do something fun and unique with that with a brick and mortar too?
0: Well, and I love the idea that you're creating a different a different formula for that environment. Mm. And I can't wait to see how that takes off. So, you know, what I was thinking, too, is we didn't talk about like when you were a kid, like, what was it that you loved to do that somehow you think evolved into this? Did you did you like to like, yeah, I'll let you answer that because otherwise I could make a list. But it's much better if you answer. Sure.
1: <laughs> it, it is. There's so many wonderful things. So back in the back in the day when I was just a kid, I always remembered, you know, going over to grandparents' house. And and I think a lot of people can easily relate to, you know, the time of Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and everybody was getting together and it was all family around the table. And it was kind of loud and crazy and, you know, aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. and cousins and nephews. And it was just everybody was just rambunctious and excited to see one another and couldn't wait to share every single story they've had for the last (laughs) year since the last time they saw each other. And so in that kind of crazy and maddening kind of situation, but the one thing is that I love the most is that you couldn't escape anything, um, because it was such a small house anyways. Oh yeah. And you had everybody in the room and there was like 20 people where it really only accommodated maybe five at the very most. (laughs) And so you heard everybody's conversation, but it was so much fun to be able to have that connection with people. So Not only on the scale of, you know, just saying, hey, I can't wait to see you on a Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but that whole really tight quarters, really fun and adventurous where you see all of you hear all of their stories, you see every expression that Uh they had. You can't hide from anybody. One of the things that I used to do is I used to eat all these olives, these black olives. And I am <laughs> did you put allergic. them on your I, finger
0: for on your I fingers first? Like did? Nails? Yeah, me too.
1: I did yeah. like nails and creepy, and be like, yeah, yeah. You like know, we did not chase, have a lot
0: of entertainment back then. Let's just admit chase it. Chase my on.
1: daughter. There was no phones. <laughs> there was no walking devices that you had in your hand. <laughs> so here we are, you know, and here I am. I'm the worst kid ever for Thanksgiving. Because I'm allergic. At that time of my life, I was Uh, allergic to to black olives. Oh, no. So every time I ate so many black (laughs) olives, Mom would know because I'd be sick in the bathroom (laughs) the whole time for Thanksgiving. (laughs) So here I am. But it's so fun. I I would do it every Thanksgiving and Mom would (laughs) know that I did it because I in the
0: bathroom. That is so funny. It's sick.
1: Oh, no. I, I think that's what I love is a memory as a child that I incorporate with into this because I'm like, <laughs> we're just all loud. We're a bunch of family. I've got a bunch of staff. Then we're just kind of like, you know, aunts and uncles. Or we're in such small space. You know, we all the time we try and pack, like, how many friends could we stick in this small space right. to watch me work? <laughs> and, you know,
0: You know, and I think we look for such bigger things these days, With like that, everything shifted. But I remember that with my Oma, my Oma's house, my grandma, German grandma, we go there. And you're right. It was like 25 people all in her little living room. And if I went and looked at her living room, I bet it's like half the size of the room I'm in right now for my (laughs) office. And we had 25 people in there. I don't even, I have no idea how that happened.
1: Or even just going into the kitchen, like the kitchen was a workspace for Thanksgiving, but everybody wanted to congregate into the yeah. kitchen for some reason and right. just stand up and lean up against the counter and just start jabberboxing because right. everybody had to be in the kitchen because right. that was the place of where social matters happened. Right. And yeah. I get it, though. I get it because I love that same idea with having my coffee shops or my cafes the same way um you have to have food sitting out though yeah you
0: have to have food sitting out though that they can they can kind of nibble on because that's really why we went in the kitchen so we could get the piece of uh turkey skin as it came out of the oven (laughs) that was what that was about so let's just be honest so you'll have to have something sitting out on your counter that people can kind of pick at like nuts or something yeah (laughs) not olives though and not turkey skin because that would be really icky but
1: Um, yeah, black olives. Hey, I'm not allergic anymore, but they don't fit on my fingers as well. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) I'm a little bigger now.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is such a good story though. I remember doing that. That was like half the fun of Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, turning it a little, another corner here. One of the questions I had for you, you know, we've talked about, um, the gatherings that really seems to be the crux, the underlying crux Mm -hmm. of your whole business. And it sounds like you have a lot of maybe some kids and a lot of gatherings at your own house. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is something different that you're, that you're starting to like pay attention to that you're like really curious about that's kind of tapping you on the shoulder that you haven't really gone down that direction yeah. yet in your life, like something new?
1: Yeah, I've got a, a really big one. I've, it's so funny. Um, that's a really easy question for me to answer because I really had something that hit me mm. this week. Um, it's actually, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Still,
0: a perfect timing. Nicely done.
1: Right. <laughs> um, I've been really involved with community, and I have loved mm-hmm. the idea of like supporting like local arts or local um, local music performances or just local charities, whatever local it could be. I could, I'd love to be part of it if anything I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oftentimes, a lot of people say, "Hey, can you put a donation at me?" Um, is there, you know, would you like to be a sponsor? You could throw some money at us and I'll throw your, you know, your logo up on our board. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. Um, I would be love to do that. And of course, but I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, I reapproached it, it was a, a local um, um, DJ, uh, music, D- or, uh, music station DJ mm-hmm. here in Portland, and she was doing a program for uh, mus- a youth musical um, or uh, youth musicians mm-hmm. that have a band um, possibly ready to record. Or they're kind of like on the fence, they're ready to go and they want to do something like or they've already had recordings, mm-hmm. um, but really haven't had that next step in their careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so Portland,
0: in Portland, this is yeah, happening? There's Portland, a band that, okay, go on, sorry. Well, it was a, it was
1: a program for youth musicians. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. And <laughs> I'm sure yeah, that happens you know, right? in Portland. <laughs> yeah, of course it's important. All right. Um, but we had a, um, there was a a local bar that donated or, or allowed for the kids to come in and and off hours to put on their performance, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was in a bar, like it was a really cool thing and it was something unique and different. It hasn't been around and I was, I had, I'd been sponsoring it for a little while. It's been about a year and I approached her, reapproached her and I said, Kelly, I said, I really want to do more. And she looked at me and, you know, she says, what do you mean? Like, you do so much, Todd. And I said, well, I said, one of the things, I mean, so we had a back and forth conversation Mm -hmm. about a lot of the kids, they kind of thought like, oh, if they have to sponsor, then they're selling out. Right. Uh, they're losing their name and their brand and their their idea of like, you know, I'm a, I'm a local art. Right. Um, and so I said, well, actually, I would like to be able to approach that, and you know, since I am a sponsor of the of the organization, I would love to be able to help and approach these children to understand, you know, how important it is on the side of sponsorship and how more, we could work together side by side uh-huh. and I could get your name out there and we can kind of like have a, a good relationship. And if you have ideas and thoughts and, and things that you want to do with me, I would love to have you come on board with us and, and like, and vice versa, if you right. need support with your end, I could help you instead of being just a company that's on a banner or, or a, uh, or like a music you know, flyer or something. Right, it's so more collaborative. I really yeah. Very much more collaborative. And I, I really wanted to do that mm-hmm. more so with the, the initiatives that I've had when partnering for sponsorships, um, just to really be more involved. And, you know, it was just we had this wonderful dialogue back and forth, figuring out what kind of things that we could do um, and, and, you know, getting the kids back in and, and, and getting more support to them. Um, where I think it's so important just to say, Hey, you know, we're here for you. We want to support you. Mm-hmm. You're local, you know, you're here within the community and, you know, I'm part of the community. So I really want to be there with you nice. and be more side by side rather than somebody that's just on the backside.
0: So how are you able to do, like, what are you able to do for them then that's different from this approach? Is it, you know, doing more of the footwork for them, getting them in the, getting mm-hmm. some doors to open or how do you, how are you helping them?
1: Mm, that's, the mo- that's another beautiful question because mm-hmm. I honestly don't know everything about what I'm going to do. Or right. I, I know that we're going to be that's I don't have a plan because mm-hmm. I haven't had a discussion with him yet. And I really want to just have a great discussion so that we can figure out what we're going to do together nice. uh, more so than just like, hey, this is the plan that I'm going to offer you. Take it or leave it. I really want to have that collaboration and saying, what can we do to help you be more of what you're looking for in your life? Mm-hmm. And you know what kind of things could you like? Could could we work together on to support one another?
0: So kind of um, mentoring them a little bit too. Then
1: maybe doing some good mentoring, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of times it's just a perspective right. that needs to be refocused, and you know, and in and, and just a little tweak and adjustment. Yeah, yeah. you know, they, that's one of those things that we would. We love to have or even private concerts that yeah. we can put on. But of course the cafe, we're going to have something of, we probably won't be able to have enough space for the entire band. right? But if maybe some local instrumental um, artists that want to come through, mm-hmm. then we can, you know, help support them in that kind of venue um, as well. So we're pretty excited about being able to, to contribute more with also with the, the, the brick and mortar space that we're going to be in um, because we can have a venue for people to actually come in and, and, kind of seeing a different light for Ole Latte and how we are working with the, uh, with the community as well.
0: That's amazing. And, that is just I think it's going to be really a big hit, Todd. I think you're doing I hope something so. big. I think, I think you're setting an example. <laughs> what you're doing with that though, changing it away from being this like, and I, I kind of get what you're saying though, about the conversations. Like when I was out there and I went to, um, you know, a, a coffee shop, well, I went to a lot of coffee shops cause that's, that's what you do when you're in Portland. Right. And yeah. I worked, you know, on podcast stuff on my laptop, sitting at a big table by myself, not talking to anybody for like two hours a day. And I thought, there's so many cool people in here. I just want to talk to all of them, but they didn't look approachable. So I think that's right. the, I th- But then how many of them were thinking, I'd really like to talk to those cool people over there, but they don't look approachable.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. it's like,
0: it's like breaking down that, that piece. So,
1: Yeah. Just, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta take a chance. And I think a lot of things that I've had for history, like, you know, the, the restaurant side, there's so much experience that you could have. And I've mm-hmm. had some really good positive influence and a lot of amazing mentors. But I've also had some great and that went both ways. The mentorship also went both ways Mm. as good and bad Mm. um, because you can learn just as much as somebody that's not doing it right as you can (laughs) from somebody who is doing it right. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that maybe in our lives that we look back at our parents and say, boy, I'll never act like you or I'll never do what you did. Um, so you, you kind of had that model where you grew up in life and you're like, I'll never do that. Sometimes maybe you did, but you know, it was one of those things that you look back on and and it was an influence on Mm -hmm. you. Um, and I kind of take that model and I, you know, I really had some aspiring people in my life and I, I kind of grouped it all and reminded myself of, you know, what it takes that, you know, to be successful. But the one thing, regardless of all business aspects, the number one thing that everybody would always keep teaching you is you've always got to make sure that you've got people that feel cared about mm-hmm. um, when they come to, you know, come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're they rooting for you. They're already a fan. They just want to see you succeed even mm-hmm. further. So yeah. they're willing to give your money, their money to you. Right. Um, so really take care of them. You know, appreciate the people that are around you. Um, because I'm actually, I don't have partners. I don't have, um, I don't have, um, you know, uh, an, another person that's an investor. Um, it's just, it's me and in, in, the people that are surrounding me to support me, uh, believing what I do. And right. so we got to remember not to, uh, uh, how, how valuable they are too.
0: Right. I mean, I think, yeah, I think you're doing it right for sure. When I, from what I saw when I was there standing and waiting for my coffee, or drinking my coffee and watching you work with people—you have totally got it figured out. So, way to go <laughs> following your passion, you know. Which is really, ultimately, if I had to, if I had to define it from my perspective, it's serving people. Yeah. You know,
1: and if I could change the world one coffee at a time, well, that's <laughs> my mission, and I'm gonna do, like do it. it.
0: I like it. I like it. Keep doing it. So now um, where can people find you Uh, uh, out on the, you know, on the web or where uh, point out where all your carts are so that people in the area can stop in?
1: Oh, my gosh. We'd love for everybody to drop in and Mm -hmm. and come visit us. Uh, We're in southeast in southeast Portland, um, down in the food cart pod, the main food cart pod. Um, I'm sorry, in southwest Portland. And that is the 10th and Alder location. That's our our kind of our captain uh, food cart.
0: Right right by the Sentinel, right?
1: Yep, right by the Sentinel Hotel. Yep. And then there is uh, two more. That are up and around at Portland State University, a really unique location, uh, being underneath a a parking structure, but doing bagels, bagel sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the coffee food cart is doing um, just espressos and 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 um, and uh, pastries. So, you know, having those three locations and then, of course, our new location, Southeast 14th and Clinton Mm -hmm. in Portland, which is coming in 2017, um, these are all, you can find out all the information on each one of these, uh, spaces and all of our events and all of our venues and the the people that we market and sponsor and promote and our partners on ole as well as you'll find all the links to our social media at the bottom of the page as well.
0: Nice. Well, I will hook all that up on the show notes and make sure people can get to it easily. And it has been so fun connecting with you again. Thank you for coming Thank on the you. show.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jane.
0: All right. Take care, Todd.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: Okay, let's be honest. Who's not thirsty for a cup of coffee right now? (laughs) At least I am, except it's about 7 o'clock at night, and it might not be a good idea. But the main thing I took away from Todd's conversation was that the next time, I'm telling you guys, the next time I'm in a coffee shop, I'm talking to somebody. I'm just going to go sit down next to somebody and have a conversation and say, I had to do it because Todd said. Hope you guys try that out too. Thanks for listening.